This podcast is a love letter to my VAs, OBMs, and PMs out there. I see you. You started your business for the freedom. You started your business for your family. You started your business for a million other reasons that only you know. But you're stuck and you're struggling. Well, no more. Get ready to move. Get ready to grow and learn together. We're here to work through the tech, work through the growing pains, and work towards a business that you can fall in love with over and over again. See that woman over there who's running it like a boss? Let's go ask her how she did that. Hey, hey there. Welcome to episode 82 of the How She Did That podcast. My name is Tasha Booth, and I am so excited that you're here. So I want to ask you a question. Are you someone who dreads getting in front of the camera to create video for your business? Maybe you struggle with finding the right words to say, feeling authentic, or perhaps you have no idea where to start when it comes to finding the right equipment to use. There are cameras, microphones, lights, editing software, the list goes on and the options never seem to end. I just wish there was someone who could tell us exactly what to do and what we need. Enter Holly Gillen stage right. <laughs> Holly refers to what she teaches as business cinema, and today we're diving into all things video. Holly has been working in video production for over a decade, and she has been running her own online business since 2013. Some of her clients include the Sundance Channel, HBO, Sony Music, and Nick.com. So yeah, she knows a thing or two about this whole video thing. So let's go ask Holly how she markets using video. Thank you so much for being here. I'm excited to talk to you today about all things video. I am super excited to dig in and share hashtag all things video. <laughs> your peeps. Yay. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your business? Sure. Absolutely. So my name's Holly G. I am your go-to video gal. And what I do is I help high-performing leading ladies save time on both sides of the camera. And I do this by teaching them the skills they need to create, not just video, but what I call business cinema. And business cinema is the way that I like to describe the next level video. So it's video with a plan, purpose, system, and strategy, not just creating video all willy-nilly just for the sake of creating video, but actually creating videos that help move your business forward, that have a strategy behind them and a bigger purpose. So you're not just like, oh, I'm going to make videos because I want them to make videos. I love that. I love the name business cinema. Like that's amazing. (laughs) That's fantastic. So I know that today we're going to dive into video marketing strategies and the systems that you use to create tons of videos yourself with ease and without the overwhelm. For those listeners who may be listening and have not dipped their toe in their, even their first Facebook live or Instagram story video, can you give us some reasons why this should maybe be become a part of their content strategy? Sure. Absolutely. Video is one of the most powerful tools you have in your tool belt as an online entrepreneur, because people don't have the opportunity to get into the same room with you, to feel your vibe, to see like, Hey, you're a real person. You're cool. You're trustworthy. I want to do business with you. So it's an opportunity for people to actually get to know you a little bit better and get to like you and Mm -hmm. trust you and then become your customer. It's also an amazing tool for attracting and repelling. So you're definitely going to be attracting the right people because people who are vibing with you and your personality and the energy that you're projecting through your video are going to be all about it. And the people who are 
that could potentially turn into, you know, we've all had them, those customers that were just like, why, why did we say yes to you? <laughs> um, you know, you won't, you won't end up with them because they won't even, they, they'll just be like, you're not my person. Yeah. I love the attract and repel. And I think that for me, I know that a lot of people have said that the first time they really connected with me is when I went live or when I did a video and stuff. So I think it, it just really helps your personality to shine through. Um, yeah. It also helps you differentiate yourself from your competition. Right. Um, because there is no other you. There is no, like, you can't skin Holly and wear a Holly suit and make Holly videos because it's never going to happen. Right. Like, you're just, you know, and I don't, I don't want you to try to be me or, you know, you, st- you need to be who you are and, and that's what's going to differentiate you from your competition. So one of the things that I know is going to be a question for my audience specifically, we've got a lot of virtual assistants, online business managers, project managers. We're used to working in the background, right? Rather than being up front. So video can feel really overwhelming. First of all, for personality types that are maybe a little bit more shy or introverted, those sorts of things. But second of all, because of all of the things that go into it. So can you first talk about like maybe some techniques um, and some tools that you can give us in terms of getting comfortable with video? Absolutely. So first and foremost, and honestly, I went through this process myself because Mm -hmm. my background's in video production. I've worked in production as a camera operator, video producer, and editor since 2008. And in 2013, I transitioned to take that skill set and turn it into DIY video courses for my online business. And I was like, oh, it's going to be easy. I'm going to be the face of my business. I'm going to pop on camera and it's going to be amazing. And I know exactly what I'm doing. (sighs) It was hard. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God, this is awful. I that's what I look like. That's what I sound like. I can't believe this. This is crazy. And I was having this out of body experience. And I was (laughs) like, what are you going to say next? Nobody's going to, you know, like just all the things, right? I went through all the phases of fear and overwhelm and, you know, um, fear by the fear of visibility and putting myself out there and being judged. And I had to work through all of these blocks. And one of the things that I did that was instrumental in making that happened very quickly for me was I literally locked myself in my office and I just kept making videos. Mm. And what happened was I had an epiphany through the process where I realized that these nerves, this uncomfortable feeling, I wanted to turn it into my power instead of something that was a negative. Mm -hmm. And I decided that this is what it feels like to grow from the inside out because I'm doing something that I had never done before. So it was giving me an opportunity to expand on my skill set and, you know, me as a person. And I took that and ran with it and turned it into something powerful instead of something negative. And once I did that, I also shifted the focus off of myself and onto the person who I knew was out there waiting for me to help them in only the way that I could. And when I stopped focusing on me and like all of my own hangups and all <laughs> of my own craziness and all the things and started, you know, thinking about, hey, like Susie in Nebraska, like needs this information so that she can then go on to be the face of her business in video and create this really amazing ripple effect. And once I did that, it just became so much easier. But honestly, the best thing that you can do is just get started, just take action, just keep putting yourself in that position, just keep making videos until you work through 
what you need to work through. Yeah. I love a a few things that you said. Number one, the fact that um, it was, you know, it didn't come naturally to you that it was something that you had to, to work on and work through. And the fact that like, there are so many things as we become business owners and really embrace that, that, you know, being a business owner, that we're just going to have to get out of our comfort zone and say, this is uncomfortable, but I'm going to get comfortable with being uncomfortable, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So that's number one. And then the other thing that I love that you pointed out was the fact that you thought about not what, what you were feeling, but once you thought about how it could help your ideal client, it became easier. It became like, how can I get this, this information that I know is so necessary to to my ideal client and help them and support them. I love that turnaround. <laughs> the, um, there's, there's a, and I'm going to paraphrase this quote terribly, but basically it says like, if you are, if you aren't embarrassed by the first iteration of something that you put out, then you've waited too long. Right. <laughs> like I go back to like my first course that I created or even my first video or Facebook live and everything. And I'm like, Oh dear goodness. <laughs> like that it's was like, a train wreck. <laughs> it's like literally going back and looking at high school photos of yourself and going, what? And you thought you looked so hot in that <laughs> jumper or that skirt or whatever weird outfit you had on. You thought you were it. Yes. And then you go back and you look and you're like, oh my God, that's so embarrassing. Yes, <laughs> totally. <laughs> so let's break down. Let's talk about some of the equipment that we need. Because I think that's the other thing that people struggle with. They're like, I need a ring light and a microphone and a camera crew. <laughs> so what do we absolutely need to get started? A camera. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, there it is. <laughs> you know, I always say start with what you have and then upgrade as you go, right? Because you might start doing it and go, mm, this isn't for me. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, like not the equipment is a stumbling block for a lot of people because I've seen the opposite side of that where they're like, yeah, I got the money. I have the budget. I'm going to buy all the things. They buy all the things. And then they realize they still haven't worked through the issues that were holding them back to begin with. Right. You know, so don't let equipment be a stumbling block for you. The most important thing is that you get in front of a camera, which I guarantee you have one in within three feet of you right now. Yeah. Get in front of that camera and just start making videos and as you start getting more comfortable and confident with the equipment that you're using, you can invest in more equipment and better equipment and things like that. First, work on yourself. Second, work on the value you're going to be delivering in the content that you're creating, and then upgrade your equipment. Start with upgrading the audio is the first thing that you would want to upgrade. So let's say you're using your smartphone, you might want to invest in a lavalier mic, something like the Smart Love, mm-hmm. or um, if you're using your camera on your laptop or your desktop, investing in something like a Yeti mic so that the audio quality is a little bit better. I don't fully advocate relying on the internal audio, but if that's all you have to go with, then that's all you have to go with. Mm-hmm. But the first investment you should make is in, you know, um, getting a better quality audio for whatever camera it is that you're using. The next thing is lighting. Don't use overhead lighting. Don't use um, lighting behind you because it's going to create this like witness protection program effect. <laughs> the shadow, yes. The shadow, like, you know, you don't want to look like you're auditioning for a horror movie or you're in the witness protection program. So really take advantage of natural light if you can. Position yourself in front of a window or invest in something like LEDs or a ring light or, you know, something that is going to be able to bask you in that beautiful soft light that we all want. Yes. So look like the Tales from the Crypt 
love love it so a few more questions i love that you are keeping it simple and helping us to keep our equipment simple in the beginning and then as we get more into it then we can you know make it fancier and and zhuzh it up and everything thousand percent yeah so can we break down how exactly you create a lot of content or any content without it being complicated like what is the process that you go through from idea to actual creation and production I actually have a seven phase process. Oh, love it. <laughs> I'll, I'll break it down. And, and this might be, you know, a little bit more complex. This is a system and process that I personally use that I've brought over from years of experience in professional production, years of experience working in my online business. And it's actually gone from a six part to a seven part. I'll break that down and then I'll, I'll discuss how you can kind of keep this process super, super simple. But this okay. is like the in-depth process I go through with my one-on-one clients and my, my clients that I work with. The first part of it is called primary principles. This is all about discovering your destination because if you're on a journey, which video is a journey, it's not a one and done uh, type strategy. It is a long-term strategy. It is a journey. So in order to get to where you want to go on your journey, you first have to understand where you are mm-hmm. and then plot your path to get to where you want to go. So that's what the um, primary principles is all about. First and foremost, the four pillars of pre-production, which are why, who, what, and how. And I literally tell people, like, if you don't know the answers to these questions, put your camera down and walk away. <laughs> yes. It is step one. Why? Why are you making videos? Why does anybody care? Why do you care? How does it fit into the bigger picture of your business? You know, what are those milestone goals that you would like to achieve with this particular strategy? Then who is your audience? Who's going to be watching it? Who do you want to be speaking to? Then what? What does that who want to know? And how does that, you know, making sure that what aligns with your why? Mm -hmm. So creating content that is in alignment with why you're actually creating the content to begin with, and then who it's for, determining what that is. And then last but not least is how, because if you know the first three things, but you don't know how you're actually going to get it done, like you're like, oh, I need all the fancy equipment and I don't have this and I don't have that. So I can't really even get started. No, go through figure out what you have, what you can use, what you can borrow, what you can buy, what your budget is, your time budget and your financial budget. If you're not going to be doing all the things, you need to make sure that you have a budget for hiring out or outsourcing portions of the process and determining that ahead of time so that it's not something that holds you back. Mm -hmm. There's more to the primary principles, but I'll stop there. The next thing is pre-production. So phase number two is pre-production. And this is all about creating content that captures your clients. And this is where you flesh out your scripts and, you know, um, brainstorm different content ideas and things like that. Pre-production, I tell people is 60 to 65% of the process. And this is where a lot of people make a mistake and think, I'm just going to wing it. I I know what I'm talking (laughs) about. I'm just going to just make videos just for the sake of making videos. And there isn't you know, um, a bigger strategy in play. And that's a huge, huge mistake because then you're not only creating like rambly content that doesn't have a point to it. You know, you're spending all, you're spending probably way too much time doing it and then nobody's watching it. And then you get frustrated and then you're like, I'm not for making videos again. Videos are stupid. Why are people make videos? I hate videos. Um, but (laughs) if you go about it with a plan and a strategy and you really, um, flesh those things out, it can be super, super powerful. Writing the scripts, brainstorming, reverse engineering your content, that's all in pre-production. The next part is production, which is phase number three. And this is so you can easily produce pro quality videos. If you spent the time in pre-production, getting everything set up, you're 
can easily produce multiple videos in one sitting, which is what I recommend doing. I recommend batch recording your video content. So if you're recording, or excuse me, if you're producing one video a week and you sit down and you record six, that's six weeks of videos that you just bang out, you know, and boom, done. You don't have to worry about it again for another, at least four to five weeks when you sit down and do the pre-production process all over again with your new batch of content. And this makes recording super easy. I actually created a planner that I use and it's called the Business Cinema Production Planner. And it goes through each of these different phases and allows you to plan out the content so that when you sit down to record the video, you have like a paper planner with all the notes and all the things. And you're not hemming and hawing about what you're supposed to talk about. There's, you know, scripts in there. There's places where you can jot down notes about what happened during production so that when you go to post-production, which is phase number four, and you start editing the videos, you're not like, uh, where's that good take that I did? <laughs> what file number was that? Where was the thing? And I wanted to make a note about this or that. You know, you have it all in one place, which makes, which brings me to phase number four, which is post-production when you edit your videos. And this is literally like putting together a puzzle because you've already done all of the hard work. And this is again, another like place where people get hung up and they're like, it's taken so long to edit my video. Well, it's because you didn't plan it properly and you just rambled on for 20 minutes and now you're trying to find (laughs) the good take in that 20 minute rambly video and that's not how it works. So, you know, um, I teach people my personal video script formula, which is thriller, filler, spiller. So when you record your videos with the thriller, filler, spiller, it's like, okay, thriller, filler, spiller, editing, done. Wow, that's great. Um, So it makes it super, super easy. So phase five is about polishing the video to make it look good. And what does that mean? It means optimizing the metadata. So if you're uploading your video to YouTube, it means the title, the description, the keywords, the thumbnail, making sure all of these things look good and are ready to go for when you want to publish that video. Also end screens and transcriptions and all of that stuff that falls into the polish category. And that's, what's going to help your video get discovered on YouTube because YouTube at the end of the day is a search engine. Mm -hmm. So you need to make sure you're optimizing your videos to be found through search, especially if you are a new YouTuber and you don't have that built in audience already there, you're starting from scratch. So the best thing that you can do is create really search friendly content that people can find and discover. And then that's how you kind of build your audience over on YouTube. Uh, Phase six is all about promotion because it's not the field of dreams. You have to then take the content that you created and let people know that it's there. Otherwise, you know, people might not see it because people are busy. There's a, you know, a thousand things pulling people in a thousand different directions, whether it's family and business, you know, this, that, the other thing. Do you have to let them know, hey, 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 I created this great piece of content and you are probably going to love it. So you should go and check it out. So, you know, promoting it and cross promoting it on multiple platforms. I say you should create complementary content, not competing content, but this is something that you need to test for yourself and, you know, create um, multiple forms of that content so you can share it on different social media platforms and then test in iterate and see what works and what doesn't work. Um, And then phase seven is all about pollination and pollination is all about taking that content that you created and now repurposing it and making it have a greater shelf life than just the one video, you know, taking it and turning it into a podcast or taking it and turning it into a blog post or, you know, other forms of content, a slide deck or, you know, a, a whole webinar or, you know, the sky's the limit. 
That's amazing. I love especially six and seven because I think that that's where I've had to do the most learning and understanding like, you know, I do mostly podcast stuff, but I do a lot of video too. And understanding I can take that, put it into, uh, we use temi.io for our transcription and yeah. And then just, you know, grab a couple of the blurbs and it makes a great social media post. (laughs) So yeah, doing that has, has just made it so that the content doesn't feel overwhelming. Cause I know for a lot of people, they're listening to your list and they're like, Whoa, that's a lot to do. But at the same time, if you could, like you were saying, batch that, like spend one day planning it out, spend one day recording batch all of it, and then be able to repurpose that into a bagillion other pieces of content. Like it doesn't have to be as complicated as it feels. A thousand percent. That's, you know, three, four, five hours worth of work for an entire month's worth of content, entire month's worth of Instagram posts, an entire month's worth of Facebook posts, uh, you know, an entire month of podcasts potentially, and, you know, all of these additional pieces of content. I use my video as my hub content or my anchor Mm -hmm. content, and then, you know, create around that. Yeah. I love that too. And I think also, um, one of the things that people often say is like, oh, I know that I need to do some kind of long form content, but I don't want to blog and everything. Well, this is your get out of jail free card in terms of like not having to blog, right? You can do the thing that works best for you, whether it be video and or podcast or something that is, that brings your personality and your light, you know, like you said in the beginning and just lets it shine in the way that works best for you. So I love that. Thank you. So, so tell us if people listen to your list and they're like, okay, Holly, now I'm overwhelmed. What is one thing that they can do this week to just get started with video? So if you're already comfortable on camera and you're ready to, you're, you're past that part, you're ready to just start, you know, making video content. I say, start with pre-production, come up with some content, what I call like buckets or Mm -hmm. themes, content themes for your business and then brainstorm, you know, a bunch, you know, maybe a dozen, half dozen, you know, different types of videos that you can create inside of each of those themes. And then using my video script formula of the thriller, filler, spiller, start to, you know, flesh out some scripts. And then you have gobs of content that you can just start, you know, you're not, you don't feel like you're starting from scratch, right? You already have a plan, a, you know, a loose plan in place. Love that. Love that. So where can our audience find you and learn more about how you can support them? I am at hollygstudios.com and I am on all the socials at hollygstudios. Perfect. Well, thank you so, so much for being here today. We love talking to you. I appreciate you. Thank you. That's it for this week's episode make sure you head on over to TashaBooth.com forward slash podcast to read the show notes and grab your free download so that you can start implementing what you've learned right away. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave a comment and subscribe. Remember to keep smashing your goals and pushing forward. You're doing a great job.